The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Ready or not, we're just going to go. I hit record. And the fake internet sports talk show is off and running. The Unpack Pod from AcmePackingCompany.com and SB Nation at the Unpack Pod on Twitter and Instagram. For no reason, I'm Zach Rapport at Zach Rapport on Twitter, if you care about that at all. Um, I'm in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I'm joined by the uh, the power duo at this point, once again in the same room. Alex, how you doing? I am doing well. Happy to be in the same room. As our new colleague, Nick Bornheimer. Hey, yo. Nice hat. You got the uh, classic. Is that that's the classic uh, 96 champions hat? That's right. The um, the Super Bowl that I can only very, very vaguely remember. But we only have one other to choose from in my lifetime. So they're sparse. Humble brag there. What do you like? Mm-hmm. 25? How old are we working with here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 31. So I can, I can actually more, um, I remember them losing the following year a lot more vividly. Celebrating Brett Favre's completely untarnished memory with this hat. I love it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the, exactly. pa- the birth of the pain meter. Losing a Super Bowl. You start out strong. Yeah. yeah. There you go. What's it like being in the same room? I feel like I haven't been in the same room uh, with another human in like four years. <laughs> um, it's nice. I can reach over and touch my friend here. It's, it's funny because we got like a Hollywood Squares thing going on with the the way the Zoom is laid out. And so you're reaching over to grab him. And then you, and then yeah, then you can see a hand <laughs> emerge. Another frame, yeah. Uh, been a, yeah, been a long time since I've been in the same room with anybody recording this podcast. I remember Alex... Um, oh man! Having I know to lug the say. suitcase around town, a suitcase full of gear. <laughs> At uh, not WeWorks. What was it? There breather. was like another breather. Yeah, like by the hour conference room rental place. Not just acoustically crazy. friendly. No, just like radiators going <laughs> in the background. You show up with a a suitcase of equipment off the train. Me with some beer, and then just see what happens. Nice in a weird room we're paying by like the minute for. (laughs) Um, Yep. Yeah. And then we had a studio, which was really cool. uh, Briefly, that thanks to uh, um, Ben being in grad school, that was that was really cool. We had like an engineer. That that was like the 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 peak 
of the free podcasting days. We literally had someone behind the glass. Days. I felt you know, like you guys have done radio, but I was like, this is kind of cool. I know. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is this is fancy. But now here we are. I'm at a kitchen counter <laughs> drinking a freedom. I know a lot of people at APC like to drink really exotic and nice, like quality whiskeys. I'm drinking a Budweiser that Nick has informed me has been in his refrigerator <laughs> since at least June. Um, yeah. That's a taste. Pretty crisp. That's <laughs> pretty like crisp. I'm drinking a uh, some kind of IPA in a um, don't come home a drinking uh, beer koozie. R.I.P. Loretta Lynn lost a legend this week. Um, all right, we're we're off the tracks already. So let's talk football. How about that? Twenty-seven to twenty-four, an overtime win against the Zapster and the Pats. <laughs> Okay. Zappy dappy. Old Zappaleppa ding dong. A game that was <laughs> <laughs> exactly as annoying as I guess we all should have known that it would yeah. be. So let's do note nugs. You know the deal. Notable nuggets. Tweet at us after every game with your uh, your takeaways. Um, I'll go first with, um, I guess, just sort of a, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to ramble here, but like a broad complaint about Aaron Rodgers and sort of his fits and starts of deciding at any given time whether or not he actually wants to run the offense or run yeah. Rogers hero ball and kind of like wavering between he does this thing where he wavers between like poor play. And then of course, highlight worthy darts um, of which there were a few in the second half of this game. And it's just, I don't know guys, it's been an annoying experience so far this year as a viewer. So I don't know, not really a nug, I guess last week we, um, I said, we'd continue to learn nothing about this team. And, um, I guess what I can say that we do know is that they're a running team and like smarter people already knew that it's been said before, but you know, us idiots are now catching up, especially as long as opponents are playing just to stop Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think I saw it was, uh, I think it was Zach Cruz on Twitter um, saying that Aaron Jones has not faced an eight man box yet all season. So just keep, mm. keep trying to do that. I guess. I yeah, guess. I don't know. Ex- exploit it. He did run a lot more between the tackles this week than I feel like he had in the previous few weeks. Um and looked okay. Like Yeah, he was finding the um, finding the cracks. Yeah. 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 AJ hasn't looked AJ Dillon hasn't really looked as beastly as I think we all thought he was going to. Did he look beastly at the beginning of last season, or is that the classic, like, heats up as the season goes on kind of situation with a back like that? Yeah. Um, good question. One that I don't know <laughs> the answer to off the top of my head, but I I, I don't know. He's one of those He's one of those guys where, you know, in, like, cold weather situations, yeah. um, he's going to be reliable. And Aaron Jones was relied on more heavily the beginning of last year. Yeah. Um, I think that's just where we are running team with a, with an aging elite, but stubborn quarterback who is going to annoy you before he wows you. And ultimately the emotional pain meter just depends on, I guess, his <sighs> every week, I guess it, you you bring up a, a solid point too, because he, his, his indecision, um, pre-snap, I think the, I think the pony thing is something that even before the the season started, he's like, get our best 11 on the field at any time. But it doesn't look like he knows what to do with both of those backs. For the, the, for the layman, the pony uh, formation is both backs on the field. 
Right. Um, and then they end up motioning Aaron Jones out and keeping Dylan back there as kind of the um, the the shotgun running back to take a draw or when they're running those option plays. It's he he doesn't pose the same threat that you know Aaron Jones would back there. And then if you had another wide receiver to try to get open. Um, it's just it's devolves, like you said, totally into a, a running team and a dink team. Um, and but some of that I think are, is by design. I don't know if I would say devolved. I think that's a little bit. I think that's kind of what they wanted to do at the beginning of the season. But to your point, I mean, yeah. like, I don't know. We want to we want to see yeah. exciting passes. I I we want to see the passing game heat up. I was. Um, um, I saw a clip from Aaron Rodgers this week. I don't know what the interview was on, but I was heartened a little bit. He was talking about watching footage back and being like, oh, crap, there's like Watson is running wide open on some of these plays and I haven't been giving him a second look. And he said he was reminded of Devante's rookie season and kind of looking back on the film retroactively there and be like, oh, shoot, <laughs> missed him wide open there. Maybe I should pay more attention to him. So I don't know if that's because of the drops or, or what, but uh, maybe it's like, you know, maybe he's grown and he sees the stuff is happening and it'll be a couple of weeks and then we'll get, we'll finally connect on some of those big plays. I don't know. I am not trying to suggest that Aaron Rodgers should not have interests outside of football because that's really annoying when people do that. But I do think we're getting to a point where it's almost fair to question how interested in football he actually is. Um, and I only say that because when he wants to be good, aka when he focuses and plays within a system, which is something he was really, really good at for the majority of his career, right? Yeah. Focusing on fundamentals, doing all the right things. He was brilliant. And yeah, there's physical decline. Maybe maybe I'm completely wrong in that 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 the way physical decline lurks or looks when you age is that you just only have moments of brilliance and then everything else kind of looks crap. But with him, there is such a difference between the Rodgers you saw in the second half and the Rodgers you saw in the first half. And we've been seeing it a lot lately over the last couple of years that it's almost like he's just good when he decides to be good. Yeah. And then the rest of the time, he kind of just tries to do his own thing. And I'm wondering, like, how bad do you want this? You know, like I, we all want another Super Bowl. Wow, are we doing coach speak? <laughs> I'm not, no, no, I'm not doing coach speak. But for, I mean... The, the Packers, the most Packers season ends because he just decides to do his own thing and say, fuck it. And that's kind of weird because like, you know, we know you're still capable. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. It, to me, it's like a weird focus thing. Like, it's like in the first half, he's like, ah, it's the Patriots. I'm going to kind of try to do this one way. And then he's like, well, that's not really working. Actually, they're a well-coached team. You know, Bill Belichick's in the sideline. Maybe I'll just kind of play with, within like, you know, the parameters I'm supposed to play with it. And all of a sudden he's freaking great. He's again. got to change that polluted mindset. You know, it's lonely being a warrior. Like what, what is right. with, like, the ball he put on Dobbs that inexplicably challenged? Like that, that's vintage stuff, yeah. man. Like the vintage is still there. So uh, I don't know. I'm just wondering, like, I, I, I don't, I don't want to speculate. Right. But I'm like, if this guy knows he's going to get to play for X amount of period longer and he's he, like he could do with or without football then that's great like i more power to you like go ahead go be a witch do what you want to do but like <laughs> if you're gonna commit commit you know like um i don't know i i actually feel like that and i feel like i would never say that about him before he made me 
really question his character. So this is probably just like totally unfair and baseless. But um, it's a really bad start to the season. Like Justice asked on on uh, right in the recap show, the repack show, uh, you know, on the spur of the moment, he's like, "Was the last time Aaron Rodgers threw three interceptions in the first four games of a season?" The 2017 when and then he went on injured reserve and like missed like basically the rest of the season came back for one game and then was like back on injured reserve. you know it was just like a totally wasted season yeah um so it's very rare like people might say oh you know lack of preseason lack of this whatever like it's really rare for the the inconsistency to persist this long into a season and it's not as if their opponents have been brilliant either so that also concerns me because they're going to play better teams. And if if he shows up like he showed up in that first half, like the defense isn't always going to bail you out. Yeah. I Don't we feel like the Packers are often guilty of playing to the level of the opponent? And that seems to be a recurring theme season to season. And when Zach says earlier, like it is maybe the, the running team and the... Um, the lack of deep ball passing is by design. I think my yeah my devolving comments more about the the excitement level yeah side of things. <laughs> Your experience is devolving. The yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh my. But and but it just I, never throughout the course of that game did I think the Packers were going to lose even after the pick six even after the they were down in the fourth quarter. Were they down in the fourth quarter? I'm trying to recall. Yeah, they must. I believe they, they had were. to have been. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. I was just, I was just kind of like, they're gonna win and they're gonna win ugly. Um, it's just not going to persist throughout the rest of the season if they're not going to try to blow some of these teams out in statement wins. And the, the course of the next four games, they shouldn't. They should get to seven and one pretty easily. Yeah. You would think. Well, yeah, but I mean, and we're, again, we're not going to know if the team's any good. It'll, it's kind of hearkening back to Lafleur's first season when we all walked into that NFC Championship game against the Niners. We're like, we know they're going to get blown out. They have, they've been fraudulent all year. I just fear that that's going to be the case again this year. Yeah, and uh, Nick, to your to your point, turn over to the the Glenn on Twitter, uh, tweeting his note nug to us. That was the least enjoyable. W I've experienced in quite some time. And to it your point, awful. you know, you, you kind of felt like they were going to win the entire time. I really never felt like it was at risk, but did I have fun watching that? No, not really. Yeah. You didn't feel like it was at risk. Like when, when it literally was, at I risk. was prepared. Like, like we talk about the pain meter. I was prepared to be highly annoyed if, if they lost, but I really felt like that was, there was very little chance of that happening even when they were down. Yeah. Did um, any part of you think Crosby was going to miss the thirty-one yarder? Absolutely, I didn't. A, a tie. I, I thought a tie I, was was. I possible. thought, but a tie would have been perfect. I I I didn't, but there was like the five percent. A tie like, would have summed up my mo- emotional experience there, for, without question. They're saving their tie for London. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that, that everyone in England can just get what they're used to. Uh, so, like. <laughs> I mean, I thought they were, I, I don't know. I, I, I agree. I think in the first half and even in parts of the second half, I'm cruising along. I'm like, this is just annoying. Just like put this to bed already. But like, I, I feel like if the Packers would have lost the coin toss and I understand that nothing happened on the first drive. So like winning the coin toss didn't exactly give them advantage, but I went to the dark place of like, Rogers isn't going to see the ball again. The Patriots are just going to keep running down the Packers throat because Jesus God, that run defense is bad. And 
that's this is going to end in a really painful like six seven minute drive yeah. where the Patriots just kick a chip shot field goal. Yeah, if um, anything, I thought there was odd play calling and game management uh, on the Patriots side uh, with that those overtime drives. Like, why aren't you just running it at that point? Yeah, yeah. I think they passed like two times in a row. Anyway, um, not a fun win to behold. Let's continue with uh, with note nugs. Um, Alex, what do you got? Uh, all right, so my note nug is actually about your former guy. I guess it, the carry's I, over. Me. He's still my guy. Okay, so do guys stay guys forever? I even think when so. They're yeah, firmly established. Like if you would have called, I don't know, like Aaron Jones is your guy back in the day. Could he still be your guy? I think so. Like a keeper league. Yeah, yeah he's my right. dynasty guy, man. <laughs> yeah, guy drafts are. It's a keeper <laughs> draft. Guys um, are okay, forever. So big Bob Tanyan is a part of my note nug. He caught a touchdown. That's great. He had two targets and two catches. The week prior, he had a lot of targets. Bob. <laughs> That's the one. Timber, baby. Um, so my note nug is basically that one of the things, you know, one of the many things other than plastic surgery and uh, money. Where and are we going with this? Cheating and... <laughs> Uh, an elite coaching staff that helped Tom Brady age gracefully ah, is just go. that they were always able to force feed the ball to tight ends. Yep. I feel like Aaron Rodgers would age a lot more gracefully if the Packers could figure out a freaking way to get Bob Tanya in the ball. He's he's actually one of the more proven pass catchers yep. in the offense. And so much of it has to do with the offensive line, which I understand. But I feel like there's kind of a consensus amongst all of us and amongst like Packers you know, the Packers fan base is that Elton Jenkins would be a great guard. He is severely struggling, whether it's health or not at right tackle. And the Packers lack of ability to rely on him really hurts Tunyon's ability to contribute in the passing game. And they really need him. Yeah. Like, you know, like they're, they're going to have games where they might not be able to get the ball to Dobbs, where they're facing a defense that's better equipped to, you know, kind of blanket guys on the perimeter. They're facing an elite cornerback or, you know, Lazard's not going to have a hundred yard and touchdown game where he's kind of like bullying some guys. Tungan is such an easy bailout. And I would just like to have a little bit more confidence that he's going to get back to that form that he was in pre-injury yep. when he caught a boatload of touchdowns. Well, I think um, they're, they're working on sort of like they're, they got him on a pitch count basically. And they're working on kind of nursing him back to health during the season 73 offensive plays and he t he was on the field for 32 snaps. Yeah. And so I, okay. I think that's by design. The Well, uh, all right. Well, so, what about all those other guys you drafted? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that Elton Jenkins could be a he's going to be a top 15, top 10 paid offensive lineman when it comes down to it when healthy he ha obviously has not looked healthy and I think he could be a an elite right tackle as well but for right now I think Alex is right you have to find a way to if Bakhtiari remains healthy you have to figure out how to get Yash over to the right side I think and then move Jenkins inside because you have to get I mean similar to the running back conversation if you've got two running backs that are better than your other wide receivers get him on the field, whether that's, you know, that makes sense schematically or not, but you have to get your best offensive lineman on the field. Yeah. And right now with the rotation and 
Jenkins looks like looked like he was getting eaten. He was. Yeah. He's not yeah. I mean, Judah Judon was great. Like, and, and yeah, like, it's he, not an easy matchup for someone who's not healthy and playing arguably out of position. But um, okay, maybe I'll rephrase it. All right, so maybe maybe Tanyan's on a, a you know a pitch count and and that's it. Um, generally, incorporating tight ends into the passing game will make you harder to play against. Whereas right now, I am resigned to the fact that we're going to be the team that dumps the ball off to our running backs and throws quick passes yep. to our wide receivers. Not that many of which are that dynamic to be able to turn those into long gains. So it would be nice to have another option. I fear that the Packers will become very, very easy to play against. And when that happens, Aaron says, screw this. I'm going to throw fadeaway balls. I'm just going to go out on my own. I'm going to do this. And then he starts throwing interceptions. And guess what? You're not good enough to overcome that, dude. You're just not. Like, they've scored very few points. So I don't mean to come in with all this negativity, but... um, I, I I would say I'm being more positive than I was on Sunday. We were in a dark place. We watched yeah. that game together. We were in the same room. That's not a room anyone would have wanted to be in. Um, and, yeah, including Alex's dog. Oh my god! You don't yeah. you don't like uh, one footed fadeaway balls? <laughs> not particularly. Not 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 anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not when you not when you don't have anywhere near the kind of agility that you used to. And the arm strength might still be there, but not if you don't set your feet. Um, it, it he looks like a shell of himself through the first four games. Aaron does. Are we being really harsh? I don't know. I feel like I'm also like yelling and being takey, so I apologize. I don't know why I'm so fired up. But, I think we're um, being. I think I I get the uh, the emotional reaction. I do think we're being um, harsh if you zoom out and just sort of look at their record so far like this is a, mm-hmm. a winning football team some of these games are tough <laughs> but they're winning games i don't I, but i i'm not i'm not disagreeing with you though I'm just playing what's scary is a team like here. the like the eagles who use their tight ends so well that's also the packers kryptonite um and i feel like that game later on in the season could get out of hand really quickly and if the packers yeah. were to take uh i mean they only have the one tight end just waiting for that Tyler Davis breakout game, man. Yeah. It'll come. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Is Degara still on the team? Like, Yeah, I that's the real do, question. I, Where is I that I do know guy? the answer to that, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, You had plans for these people. Paging Where are Josiah they? Deguara. Paging Do you know the playbook? Yeah. yeah. How many catches does he have this year? Does he have zero? I, I think, I think he caught one. one from Jordan Maybe Love one. in the first game. He was targeted... Uh, in uh, in this game, he actually, caught a Jordan once. Love pass when they were getting blown out by the Vikings. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, he's on the team." That was the one. Yeah, time. when I was half paying attention, he has on the season three targets, two of which were in that blowout to the Vikings. He caught them both. Props. Oh, Way to go, Josiah. Passes. And All one right. was on uh, one one was on All Sunday. Right. Uh, he's played a total of um. Uh, you don't total this up for us. I got to do math. Uh, 40, 50, 50 snaps. Exactly. We're like Josiah de Guerra. Are you? Hey, oh, yeah. All right. Nick, give me a note. Nug. My note. Nug is kind of a forecasting note. Nug. Um, Let's go to the weather. What, 
Yeah, this is yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I'm going to be a lot more accurate than most most of our uh, most of our weather forecasters, um, our prognosticators. What are we going to do? Sorry about that. There's like a global warming commercial playing, and I can't find where it's coming from. On my this is actually really <laughs> apropos if you consider the the, the weather conversation yeah. we're having. We're forecasting. Yeah, it's melting. Yeah. Look at these beautiful glaciers <laughs> and these sad polar bears. Yeah. Well, Yikes. yeah, that leads me into Saquon Barkley melting the faces off of our interior defensive <laughs> line because I don't know what the hell we're gonna do about that. Um, if if the first four games of the season provide any um, evidence as to what's going to happen on Sunday morning in a weird travel to London game, yeah. like um, unless the unless something really really different happens with the way that they're playing the run or stacking the box or bringing certain personnel sets out there, Barkley's going to have 150 yards. Yeah. And th- we know like the quarterback position for the giants right now is um, in limbo. I don't know who's going to play for them or it might just be Saquon Barkley back. there taking more wildcat snaps and yeah. just running <laughs> all over the Packers. Yeah. So unless the offense can be a little more dynamic, it, it's going to be another really boring game of Saquon just running yeah. all over us. And I mean, if you, you know, doesn't matter who you've got back there at quarterback. If you're committed to the run and you've got a solid running back, it's a formula that can work. And, uh, you know, thinking back to this game against the Patriots, I think everyone's emotional reaction was like, how can you almost lose to Bailey Zappi? But like the truth is, if you subtract the touchdown that should have been a delay of game by like mm-hmm. nearly a full three seconds, Zappi's numbers are like nine completions for like 75 yards and no yeah, touchdowns. They didn't ask is, him to do anything. Yeah, it's a and solid Bill performance for it. someone they were asking to be a handoff machine. Exactly. And so yeah. if that, that can happen again, this time with Saquon Barkley, not to get too pessimistic here, everybody, <laughs> but yeah, for team, all your, beat them, but for all your fantasy owners out there who have Saquon, I mean, you've been starting him every week anyway, but man, he is going to eat against Jerron Reed. Who's not been all too good. Kenny Clark has been all right. Um, but the linebackers just, Campbell hasn't been, he's missed a lot more. He's already missed more tackles this year than he missed all of last year, which seems staggering. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know if there's an injury there or if he's like a step slow. I feel like I'm seeing some like, some angles that aren't quite right. There's just, it's just, they're not quite closing like we saw last year on those those outside run plays uh, specifically. Um, All right, we are going to take it to break and when we come back do a little news and haikus hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. All right, we're back. And uh, we're going to start by stepping behind the beaded curtain. I don't have um, a Shakespearean drop. I don't know. Uh, if you ended up writing a sonnet this week. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's right. You know what I decided, Zachary, is that I wanted to wait until after the game in London so I could really get a, a full reflection of um, of what an English sonnet might look like. That's so fair. I've got the, yeah, I've got the, um, um, the, the, the leading up into the game and then uh, a reaction to really build out, um, really build out the prose. That's fair. You Zachary'd me. Yeah. My grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Zachary. At least I didn't do it in an English accent. Oh, boy. Let's not go there. All right. Poetry. We have always said concussions are serious, except when they're not. <laughs> I was. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the whole Tua thing, and I don't mean to make light because that was horrifying. But I was just really struck by um, watching sort of the highlights this week and and watching the ticker go by. And even in this game, um, Packers Patriots, it was uh, Hoyer goes out with a with a concussion. Um, Amos goes out with a concussion. And I just remember thinking I heard one or two other players from a few other games. And I thought, geez, how many players um, were ruled out with concussions this week? And I found the number. Do you guys know? You want to wager a guess? No, <laughs> no, I'm kind of nervous to hear what it is. In week four, you're asking yes. how many total players? Yes. Mm. Post Tua in a land where we suddenly care about player health and right. safety. Where, yeah, all the talking heads have a really stern reaction yeah. and are trying to implement and activate change. Probably, I know the answer is going to be higher than this, but I'm going to say 10 for the sake of the game. Yeah, it's got to be... Your... 12. The answer is 12. All right. Yeah. Too many. <laughs> Insane. Pre pre Tua, just crickets. And then when you know it, 12 players are ruled out. Suddenly, there's just a glut of concussions. Who knew? What a coincidence. Yeah. Yep. I don't have anything it, really it, profound to add, just that like, just to put out into the ether, NFL, we see you. That's fucked up, man. <laughs> it's fucked up. Well, yeah. I... <laughs> Alex, you and uh, I have talked I, about, we talked about those, uh, those guardian caps that they make them wear like in training camp and stuff. And it's like, if you really think those, uh, yeah. those protect players and those meaningfully just reduce, them. just wear them. I don't care if they look just stupid, if they help people's long-term safety, just wear the stupid things. And I don't know why anytime now, anytime I hear, not that I ever took this seriously before, but whenever you hear like, Oh, concussions were down X percent, like the quarter of this season then last season blah 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 it's like i have zero reason to believe any of that stuff from the league zero reason to believe any of it yeah there's i don't think there's any credibility with concussion reporting it's been made totally obvious and players too uh, came out and were like oh we know how to beat those tests we we know the well there's a isn't questions. isn't there a isn't there a like a kind of like a cognitive response test that you take at the beginning of the season and if you actively this this might be a little conspiratorial but if you actively do a little worse on that they already and they already have the baseline you can manipulate it later on in the oh, season I didn't know, so they they set baselines for each player individually 
I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. I think so. Um, but that's an, it's an easy way for you to be like, all right, well, <laughs> I tanked this early on and I know how to game the system later because these people, what we tend to forget is it when you're in that crazy mode, you'll do literally anything. People play on torn ACLs yeah. and with yeah. what they know is going to be the potential for a traumatic brain injury. They want to get in and they want to perform because it could mean the difference of millions and millions of dollars. And do also you think like there's anything nefarious with some of these like independent neural, like, is there cash yes. under the table? Is there? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I'm sure there's gotta be some type of under the table, like agents. You're incentivized to get your people back onto the field as an independent consultant. Fake doctors have been a staple in the both Miami scene and like uh, you know pro sports scene. Like yeah. long before the NFL started caring about concussions, at the end of the day, you can find and hire and consult, if you will, the doctor who's going to give you the answer that you want. And that's really what's going to go on, right? So that's what happened there. And that's why no matter what the NFL does, like there's there's never really going to be a real fix for this. Not one that they're willing to act on, you know? Yeah. Um, which sucks, man. It really does. But it's a voluntary thing. I get that. Nobody's forcing Tua to play. Um you know, he wants part in that, but you're not going to protect these guys from themselves. And that's that's what you're going to see. And it, Unless you totally dilute the product to a point where it becomes flag football, it's not going away. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, but like, I mean, like, where are, the, where are the things? Where the, I don't know what the technical term for those are. I don't know why they wear them. The helmet condoms? Yeah. Where the helmet cap, condom? Or I think it's called. Like wear that. the guardian cap. Like you wear it in practice where you don't hit and there's not a lot of concussion risk. Cool. Um, it's proven to make things safer. Like the, the second that that is accepted as fact. Yeah. I don't understand. How well, the biggest issue too is the, the most unforgiving piece of playing is when a head hits the ground and you get that whiplash. And if that does something against that, the guardian cap does something against that, then that's at least something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's sad. I don't know. It's just hard to like continually see those images, right? Like what you saw with Chua and then just keep, I mean, and it's really, it's, you know, it's kind of selfish in a way. Cause it's me, it's me just like lashing out against, um, you know, my like being mad about how much I continue to enjoy this. Thing. Yeah, as soon as, so they, as soon as that red zone countdown clock starts, you're like, oh, man, this is the best day so of my it makes, life. <laughs> it makes, <laughs> me, <laughs> makes me feel bad about myself, which makes me angry, you know, but I also care about people. You yeah. know, it's like there, we contain prop- multitudes, man, as our, yeah. As our yeah. colleague Ben Foley used to say, the duality of man. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right. Who wants to All read right, some poetry, well, Alex? You want to you want to lighten the mood? Should. I think Nick should because right. I kind of I blew my poetry load early about Aaron Rodgers. So oh. I'm reworking some things here. I got to get in my real time workshopping. Yeah. Blew my poetry load is not something I was expecting to hear tonight. But it is poetic. It is poetic in its own <laughs> way. Um, okay. Let me get a little more zen here. Get the essential oils going. Think about AJ Dillon's quads, you know. Mm-hmm. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's a space reserved 
for Greg Olson. A three-in-one start. Though a feeling for most looms, this team is not that. It doesn't feel like a three-in-one team. I know we want to be more positive, but really if special teams, and we just talked about, not special teams, guy, what did we call it? Um, guy oh, fence, guy yeah, fence, yeah. guy fence. Um, yes, guy fence is a, is a, I think that's, our, is that our new official? Yeah, we didn't. Until uh, someone comes up with someone better. Who was it that tweeted that at us? I'll, I'll find it. Yeah. Um, I believe that was, oh, I thought I had it up. That's why. Oh, Glenn, right? Glenn, the Glenn. Yeah. The guy fence. It's when all the guys are on the field at the same time. Love it. That's, love it. Love it. Shout out to so everyone obvious. who sent in. So we had some uh, people on Twitter also uh, get at us. But Guy Fence came in, came in hot early on, and yep. it was the front runner the whole time. What a great. That's right. What a great name. So the guy, so the Guy Fence has really changed a handful of these games. The last two games in particular, to a point where this team could be one and three just as easily as they are three and one. Um, so maybe I have to walk back how important guy fence is from from our last pod because it seems to be pretty important. Although if you, if your offense does anything remotely um, exciting, you don't have to even worry about it. But the larger point is, oh, we've got a lot of we got a lot of misery and a lot of pain surrounding a team that Zach, like you said earlier, it's a win. It's we're it's a three and one football team. Yeah that should move to six and one or seven and one and give a lot of breathing room for some heartache later in the season. Um, just the way they've been winning <laughs> seems it's, it's just, it doesn't seem exciting. It's not, it's like a three and a half hour grind that you have to like strap yourself in for and just be like, all right, I'm just, I, I'm going to dedicate a Sunday to pain. And, and I just hope that I can feel a tiny amount of exuberance after the fact. So that's how I feel about this team. They're <laughs> winning and they will continue to win and they're going to be a playoff team and they should win the NFC North, but I'm just... Bracing that's, for I, pain. I, 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 bracing for pain. I, I think I caught on to the, uh, the ethos of this podcast pretty quickly. Yeah, Alex, you um, said exactly the same thing at, some, at various points last season, I think. You're like, we're winning. It feels good, but I'm just bracing for that inevitable pain. Mm. <laughs> I just don't know what would change that, honestly. Yeah, like it would. It would have to a couple take of those long balls being completed. It would take a lot yeah. of really convincing wins. There's not gonna. I don't. Yeah. When 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 are they gonna blow someone out of the water? I will say. Uh, I will say that I feel like the blowing teams out of the water and sort of these these title shifts that happen in like offensive schemes and and play calling that happen every couple of years. I feel like they, those come in waves. And so there was a season, maybe it was, I don't know, two years ago or maybe even three at this point, I'm getting old, but where like the Rams were the team where it was like, we were as Packers fans so jealous. Like, why can't we just score 48 points in yeah. every single game? But I don't really, that's not happening every week this uh, this year in this league. There's a lot more close games. Teams like the Rams are scoring, what did they score, nine points the other day? Yeah. Although, man, Mahomes and the Chiefs look pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. They look good. I mean, you know, I guess put it this way. If, if we're talking about a gap in quality in, in the gulf between the Packers and maybe some other teams who we're a little bit more convinced will fall in the good category uh, when we 
you know, look back on things at the end of everything. Um, the Eagles went down 14, nothing, the Jaguars, the Packers go down 14, nothing, the Jags. I don't, uh, there's just nothing to make you think that they are capable of a comeback at this unless, point. Unless, unless, like Zach says, and like kind of like what you said though, too. Like, if you just run the offense, if you just run the offense and get a little loose and what play a novel no concept. holds barred, I know. <laughs> but just run, just run the damn enough, plays, man. There are enough weapons, yeah. and I almost when you when when they went down early to the Vikings, I'm like, it's over. Like, there's no climbing back into this game. You could feel that. But later on in the season, when they develop a little more rapport offensively, I don't know. I there's a there's a slight a slight little sliver that thinks that they can be more dynamic than what they've shown. I I also think this is this is a theme of of our podcast is like why can't they just blow some teams out and you're like you you're like I just want waffles and syrup and I'm like you will get oatmeal with no sugar and you will like it. Gruel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um all right. So you said you you may disagree on if they can come back from 14 down. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm I'm literally just double checking. I'm not like forgetting something or they might have like actually already gone down. Um I guess the reason that I say that while you're looking something up is is accounting for situational football. They haven't had to do that and presuming yeah. that they do, yeah. they would change something or, you know, enact some page of the playbook and so there's a version of the offense that is geared mm-hmm. towards those situations that's fair all right well maybe maybe we need to see them like face a little bit of a deficit outside of week one and see like what can happen and i do think even thinking back to last week zach i think you made a good point when you said like when you're evaluating this offense now and then you're evaluating it maybe in december when dobbs and uh watson and um you know aren't aren't really rookies anymore maybe it's different um so I shouldn't sound like I don't have any hope. It, look, it's going to take some getting used to. Like, we knew this was coming. There was yeah. a reckoning coming, right? Like, you can't just be great at offense forever. And yeah, Rodgers won the last two MVPs, but like, he doesn't really seem like that guy anymore, you know? And it's not that offense anymore. So this is, everyone, this is what it sounds like when you transition from two straight Hall of Fame quarterbacks into the general madness of offensive football in the nfl it's probably you know we're doing it with rogers still here maybe we're lucky for that um don't also lose sight of the fact that the packers lost the best wide receiver in the nfl yeah yeah and tried to replace him with two rookies who is still very good let's also um, still very good note that like you can both um you know be like mad about Devontae leaving but recognize that like he's still Actually, great. The and, waffles went to Vegas, um, but the oatmeal's got, it's got a little brown sugar on it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, a little sprinkle. <laughs> brown sugar. Hey, I liked seeing Watson on the... Um, He's fast. The he, looks, he looks strong and fast. Fast yeah. man runs fast, yeah. Mm-hmm. Turns strong. out strength yeah. and speed matter in football. And I want to see him get loose on uh, that the first, the first play from scrimmage for the Packers will forever be seared in my brain of what could have been oh man our my excitement for him would have been at a totally different level if that just gets hauled in for a 75 yard touchdown completion well that's why i brought up the aaron Rodgers comment in some random interview he did this week because he's acknowledging that like there are more of those opportunities 
that he's seeing yeah watching the film seeing seeing him running free like like by a step or two and you just need to take advantage of that so we might yet get that moment of excitement but I yeah think, total buzzkill i think dobbs is legitimately good not like yeah, serviceable no, i think he's good <laughs> like i agree i think he's only going to get better um which is exciting did you uh alex did you workshop your your poetry yeah i it's a little underwhelming but um <laughs> it allows me to talk about another thing that i feel like we always talk about in this podcast so keeping it on brand yeah An early kickoff. It is why I love soccer. Enjoy your Sunday. We Enjoy. talk so often Enjoy about how, <laughs> yeah, we talk so often about how great it is to watch the NFL without your team's game and your team's potential loss and your pain and your heartbreak hanging over you. Um, I would also like to add to that that. Um, if you get like you play the 425 game, 425 Eastern on a Sunday, and let's say like your team loses in heartbreaking fashion, which the Packers didn't do, but I was fully preparing for, there is no worse place to exist than in your own home, Just going to bed, dr- drunk as hell on a Sunday <laughs> night. The Sunday scaries hit you, you're pissed off about your team. And all you have to look forward to is your fucking inbox on Monday morning. Like yeah. that sucks. And I'm just happy that if the Packers, you know, really go tits up in uh, London on, <laughs> on, on Sunday morning, um, that at least we'll have a whole day to forget about it. Greg Olson um, just got uncomfortable. Yeah. And can, uh, <laughs> yeah sorry, Greg. <laughs> uh, we know you only have uh, a certain amount of tolerance to these innuendos he's, he's a pious um, third leg greg is a pious man <laughs> um but no like it's it's actually really nice to just think that like by noon on on sunday i'll possibly have a win and then just get to like go live my life and not have that crazy anxiety you have all day and then stress um well so. i'm uh, i'm in mountain time which normally um is i think the best time zone for football, the early game is 11 or 11.30 or whatever it is. Um, the the late game, Sunday Night Football, is like 6.25 kickoff. This game starts at 7.30 in the morning for me. That's so a little rough. That's a little tough. Yeah. I'm, I'm an early riser, honestly, on the weekend, so I was, I'll be up at 7. But I was going to say, you seem like an early riser. I see. I'm. Uh, let me rephrase that. I'm a poor sleeper, so at some point, I'm, I just call it. <laughs> just getting up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. There's a big difference. I'll I'll roll over at like six forty five and check my phone and remember there's Packers football and then I'll just be awake at six forty five in the morning on a Saturday. I like the I like the semantics better of early riser. So we can yeah. stick with that. Yeah. Words words matter, yeah. folks. <laughs> well, hey, anyway, I'm looking forward to like enjoying some breakfast over Packers football. Having I saw somebody on Twitter Packers wondering um, if they should grill brats for this early morning game. What's your early morning brat stance? <laughs> Ooh, I think if you I think you can get inventive with this. You you grill brats and you and you slice them up and make a little like omelet situation. That yep. sounds pretty. Yep. That sounds pretty good. Maybe yeah. like a brat egg and cheese on a. Little bodega yeah. sandwich Ooh. kind of thing. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Wait nice. a second. Now you're speaking to our sensibilities. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. The thing I miss about New York, bodega sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I have been on 
Oh God! A here he goes. It's all he's been talking about. Hot streak, literally. Uh, I I have been talking about this a lot of bodegas. Like there for some reason, I cannot stop thinking about sandwiches. Like I wake up in the morning. <laughs> yep, uh, I wake up in the morning and I just think about which sandwich I'm going to get from the same very average deli, like near me. Those are the best. You know, like. Um, I'm like, ooh, what am I gonna do today? Does am the guy know your name, or does he just call you boss? Uh, <laughs> actually, I don't even know if I should say this, but <laughs> he definitely profiles me, and I also have quite a summer tan going, so oh. he calls me Habibi, um, which I don't think he probably should do. <laughs> um, he like kind of, yeah, I got the like the salams when I like went in there the first time, um, and I was like, all right, I'm not really want to correct you. Because I don't want to like, I don't know. I don't know what to do in those scenarios. You cut this out if you want. Or fucking leave it. <laughs> no, Whatever you want to do. Making it weird um, in the bodega. Leave it. Yeah. Uh, He's so, blushing a little bit. He likes it. Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, I've never given him my proper name, but we have a relationship. Let's just say that. We have a relationship. Um, and I know that because I yesterday. money for sandwiches. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's the relationship. That is the relationship. <laughs> yesterday I went in there and he's like, same thing. And I was like, oh, same thing. I feel like I always get something different. So uh, it wasn't the same thing. And then I went back today and I got a, uh, one of the spiciest sandwiches I've ever had um, in my life. It made my nose round. It was it was it I think was you, I think what is if I'm dissecting this the right way, I think you're the one who's yearning for something more from this man. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It I could be. keep coming back. And he said same thing. And I'm like, I don't have the same thing, but whatever you whip up, sir. Same Honestly. thing is like, are you are you here for the same emotional experience that we <laughs> right. share yeah. every day? Yep. Every day when yeah, you wake exactly. up pining for an unspecific sandwich. <laughs> for, uh, bacon, egg, and cheese <laughs> with salt, pepper, and ketchup. I don't even know if saying like he salt, gave me the salams is, is something you can say, but Rami says it in that show and the new season just came back. So I feel like it can't be that offensive. Um, <laughs> it's all lost on me. I don't know. I don't know. I just get a lot of salam alaikums like when I when I work my way around different bodegas. <laughs> let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, I think we could. Yeah, I don't want to say anything else. All right. Well, I'm gonna awkwardly. We trans- I'm gonna. Yeah. Let me awkwardly transition us into one quick thing. So I have to. I'm gonna be in Washington D.C. for a wedding this weekend. Um, and I had the. I'm in the in between of like, do I wake up at five in the morning and drive back to watch the game in New York? Or do I find a Packers bar in D.C., which I'm definitely leaning towards. So if any of our listenership has an idea of a D.C. Packers bar, I'm all ears because that's going to be my move. I think, yeah, don't. The thing about driving back is you're relying on traffic going smoothly. All I need these different yeah. things. Just if, if you can afford to take your time, take your time. Listeners, get at us. And um, yeah, D.C. Packers bars. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's gamble. Yeah, degenerate corner. Quick pit stop before we uh get out of here. Um, I don't know if you guys have uh seen anything fun, interesting, or or noteworthy out in the gambling world. I did notice um, right now Packers are minus eight in this game. They were minus nine and a half to the Patriots. Um, uh, you know, a game that ended up taking them to overtime. So, how do you feel about minus eight? Is that weird? Is that on on par? Probably on par. Um, it was, I think I saw 
before because that you can scroll ahead and they have like early lines. It was around seven and a half. Um, probably jumped up a bit with the uncertainty at quarterback for yeah. the Giants. That makes sense. That's probably where it should be. But also a line that I choose to stay away from because something like last week can happen. Yeah. Or Saquon could rush for 200 yards and it just becomes a 17-14 grinded out game. Um, I'm just going to keep riding Dobbs. So that was, I'm, I'm choosing to uh, not talk about the teaser that I posited last week that did not hit. It was three and a half Packers one by three and the over ended up hitting two. Um, so you can, Zach, if you're creating that sounder that Nick's wrong or Nick sucks or Nick's <laughs> terrible gambler, whatever it is, um, you'd be one for one right now. But I did say whatever Dobbs is, if it's, it was at three and a half. It jumped up to four and a half this week, and he had five receptions. I'm going to keep riding Dobbs. If it's at four and a half, um, keep riding Dobbs because he seems like he's a, um, a, a, a good enough option for Rodgers to trust, even despite the fumble and that drop in the end zone. If I can think of a drop that adequately communicates like money going back to the house, I'll, I'll, I'll try to get that going. <laughs> Yeah, what, yeah. Yeah. Whatever the inverse of like a slot machine yeah. is. What is the sound of a wallet opening and like a moth flying out? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, That's his uh, his yardage total is at forty six and a half right now. So I'm just, just trying to read into that and how many catches we think that would be. I still feel like it would be less than five for sure. Um, I'll also take Saquon over, even if it's a hundred. Like yeah, so that was gonna be mine. Okay, um, sorry. my degenerate corner is just don't overthink it. Yeah, because sometimes like, you know, the obvious bet isn't the worst one to make. Yeah, again, when the Packers shut him down, I'll regret it. But um, I I won't. I'll tell. I'll eat that loss if yeah, that happens. Yeah, it's like one of those where you're hoping to be wrong. But I will definitely take Saquon Barkley over seventy-seven and a half rushing yards as he is listed. Uh, at right now on DraftKings. Um 77 and a half. Look, man, Packers run it it's a problem. Like it it's it's interesting because they're a great defense, even though they're a terrible run defense. So it's not something I'm like, oh, this is gonna do them in. Um but it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so like you might as well make some money off of it, right? Why not? <laughs> Dull the pain with gambling. Yeah. Yeah, that's the recipe, right? Yeah. That that's my prop for right now. I'm not I'm not reaching too deep uh this week. Just keep riding Dobbs. Keep riding Dobbs until until you can't anymore. Then I'll have to reevaluate. Uh, also Lazard is I don't know if he's got real wide receiver one energy, but he looked <laughs> he looked good. He's got uh he and Cobb this season so far have like first down machine energy. Which is mm-hmm. nice, which is something they need. If if not for that coming out of the half, if not for that third and ten that Rogers put right on him, that game could go it could tilt totally differently. Yeah, huge play. Really quickly, it looks like um just uh scrolling through big blue view, our um our colleagues at SB Nation on the Giants beat. It looks like the quarterback is either gonna be a one legged uh Daniel Jones or Davis Webb. So there you go. Unless Tyrod Taylor clears concussion protocol, but what is a Davis Webb? Davis Webb is a thing. Okay, he's a third stringer. <laughs> okay, all right. So that line's probably going to move even further up. 
Davis Matthew Webb is an American football quarterback for the New York Giants of the National Football League. He played college football at Texas Tech from 2013 to 2015 and California in 2016. He was drafted by the New York Giants in the third round of the 2017 NFL Draft. And he's only remained on the Giants? Yes. He's been? Okay. Yes. I think he was a backup for a while. He's a third stringer now. So, All right, Davis. Show us what you got. You're no zappy. You're no zappy, yeah. <laughs> are we going to get, last week we were zapped. Are we going to get like caught in the web this, <laughs> this week? <laughs> That's good. That is good. Yeah. I like that. Oh, man. We're absolutely getting caught in the web, aren't we? <laughs> All right. I think we're, uh, I think we're done. I think, I think we're we did it. Okay. I can't stop thinking about brats and eggs. Brats yep. and eggs. Bodega sandwiches. Good pod. Good job, guys. Good, Good job. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Excellent work today. All right. Um, that is all for this week. The Packers are in London this week. For some reason, teams now go to London to play games, and I have to wake up at God knows what hour. Just kidding. I'll be awake already because I have chronic insomnia. All right. For Alex and Nick, I am Zach. Um, keep it locked in. To AcmePackyCompany.com and the podcast feed, we will have Intercepted on Friday. Justice Mosqueda talking to a special guest previewing Packers and Giants. Is it Packers at Giants? Who technically is the home team? Do we know? The Packers technically are the home team. Oh, that's right. They gave up. A, they had to give up a home game. That's right. It's going to be full of Packers fans. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The UK contingent is strong, so that'll be fun to see. The German Bratloven contingent, they're coming too, oh, I feel yeah. like. We're, can't wait to Packers see. are a global team. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see what utterly absurd, crappy graphics and animations the uh, broadcast comes up with for this London game. I'm sure it's going to be <laughs> top notch. Yeah, it'll be Buckingham Palace um, <laughs> with a cheese hat on instead of your traditional They're going to measure like MVP trophies in like palace guards with the big hats. Like, yeah. How many hats <laughs> equals how many trophies? All right. All right, we're out of here. Thanks, guys. Got to go. Bye. Go Pack Go.